Hey, happy Monday. Welcome to the Healing She Got Faith Show. This is Lily. To all my new listeners, welcome to all my returning. Hey, y'all, I missed y'all. This is Lily, the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and of course, your host for the Healing She Got Faith talk show. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be here today. It has been an adventure to get to this point to where I can record, let me tell you. So first of all, I had plans to wake up super early because on Mondays, I usually wake up early to give y'all episodes. So usually I wake up between like 6 and 6.30 and um, I work on my podcast and then I work on my blog to get it to you all because y'all know it releases every Monday at 3. Um, But today I did not wake up until almost type of thing I've been having and then I go to Dunkin Donuts I get my breakfast come back to the office yeah I don't have any internet so I'm trying to figure it out I call my internet people there's an outage they can't get a technician to me until six o'clock tonight I'm like okay cool I'm not gonna panic I'm just gonna adjust to make it happen so luckily I have a public library about five minutes away from my building so I just came up here I booked a private room so I could record for you all and yeah so I'm here definitely utilize your public libraries it is so nice in area like it's calm it's peaceful oh my gosh beautiful I might just start coming up here too just to get away from my building because I'm always at my building okay all right so anyways, yes, yeah, I'm super excited to be here with you all because I cannot believe in month five of the healing journey is done for. Like, it's pretty much done. Wednesday is the last day of August, then we'll be in month six. So can y'all believe it that we have been in this healing journey for five months already? So we're going to take a break from the Power of Grief series, okay? Because I wanted to do a recap of month five, which was a month of gratitude. Oh, I'm so excited. And so with that being said um i wanted to come because we've been kind of heavy and even though i'm saying we're taking a break from the power of grief i just want to say this we're still going to talk about grief because i've had a lot of reflection in this healing journey and in the last month okay so we're not focusing on the power of grief today it will be touched on but today i want to recap month five and really recap all the months up until this point and I cannot believe it on Thursday we will be starting month six of the healing journey that I started in April Mm, so excited okay I did pick cards um so I brought my cards with me to the library today okay so I have four cards and I use the renegade empowerment deck and the self-care wisdom cards okay so let's start with renegade So the first Renegade card that I picked was financial freedom flows naturally to me. I live in abundance. The second card is I am focused and present when communicated. I got some words. Okay, so from the self-care wisdom cards, I have sovereign. And it says you are the queen of your life. Treat yourself like royalty. Then the other one is intention. Okay, and it says, what if the only resolution you made was to love yourself more? Love it. Okay, let's start with 
the financial free. flows naturally to me i live in abundance the second card says i am focused and present when communicating this is so important to me because there are often times when i am communicating and i'm having a really a really difficult time remembering what we talked about remembering what it was i said like there's so many instances where i don't have an hour conversation and i can't even tell you what we talked about okay trying to limit that i'm trying to not make that um a habit i'm trying to make sure that i am what to say focused and present because i want to give you my undivided attention so with that i've had to set boundaries like i can't have a two to four hour conversation like I'm not even going to be focused that much. Like, I'm not going to be paying attention. My mind is going to be be everywhere. But I want you to know that, like, I do want to communicate with you. And I do want to be in a position to where I'm listening to you. But I do have to set those boundaries with myself. So when I'm communicating, I am focused and I am present. Um, The last two cards, intention. Yeah, I know we had a month of intention, so this is really dope. What if the only resolution you made was to love yourself more? That's where I'm at right now, y'all. Like, honestly, I'm not trying to figure out what everybody else is doing. I'm not trying to fit in no more. Like, I want to love Lisa. I want Lisa to heal. I want Lisa to be the best person that Lisa can be. So, like, I am bowing to myself that I'm going to love myself more and I'm going to treat myself more and I'm going to be the person that I know I can be. And then the last one is Sovereign. You are the queen of your life. Treat yourself like royalty. Yes, that's just confirmation because I definitely treat myself. I am definitely my own princess. And that is what I'm doing. So, yeah. So, that was the icebreaker. I love those cards. Um, Renegade and self-care. Those two decks just spoke to me this morning. And they kind of, I think they were just reminders for today. I believe they were just reminders of like what at least I need and just the different challenges that I face and the different challenges that I have going on. But I, I'm grateful. Like I'm really, really grateful, um, which leads us into today's topic, the month of gratitude, practicing being grateful every single day. Okay. So let me say about me. Um, being grateful was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do throughout my life because it just did not come easy to me, like to journal or to just be grateful for stuff. And so trying to practice it was very, very hard. Okay. So when I chose month five, the month of gratitude, it was really a challenge to me. And so I've been pretty successful at practicing gratitude every single day. Um, when it wasn't every single day, it was at least every other day. 
But at some point towards the end of the month, I got into the habit where literally every single day, even on Saturdays and Sundays, I was pulling out my journal and I was practicing gratitude. So what helped me was I went on Pinterest and I found um, like a gratitude calendar. And then also to when I went to Cabo, there was a lady who she's a wellness coach and she gave a QR code with a free like 30 day of self-care. And so I went through her 30 day while well, I'm going through it because I still have a couple days left. I went through her practice. And so every single day I answered the questions I utilized from Pinterest and from the wellness coach, both of those activities. And every day I set aside time, even if it was just five minutes, I set aside time to practice gratitude. Um, as some of you may know, I have been in a spiritual warfare with my building. And at some point during this month, I just had to sit down in my building and give it gratitude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for standing up. Thank you for not having more problems that you probably could have. Thank you for not costing as much, even though I've spent a lot of money on this building. But thank you, because it could be a lot worse. Um, thank you for loving me, even when I cast you to hell, because at one point that building could have went straight to hell and I would not have been mad. So, um, but thanking the building for being my safe haven, thanking the building for providing everything that I've needed, especially in the last year. And so my perspective shifted. It shifted to me realizing that like, you gotta chill out, bro. Like sometimes you're at it. Sometimes your heart is just flat out ugly. Okay. I want y'all to hear that because I know this is a healing podcast. I know that this is a show that talks about being who you are and being authentic. One of the things that allows me to be authentic is that sometimes my heart is completely ugly. Sometimes I'm very nonchalant. Sometimes I'm irritable and aggravated. Sometimes I'm very angry. I've had to work through that. That has been some of the hardest processes that I have been through, y'all. That has been some of the hardest processes that I have been through. And so even with that being said, and even with that being thought about, there has been times where I have had to really sit here and evaluate myself and evaluate everything that I've been trying to get through and everything that I've been trying to do, y'all. So um, practicing gratitude every day has been amazing. It has, it, it has been calm, I'll say that. Um, there was a point during this month where I really felt irritable and aggravated. And I couldn't pinpoint what was going on, but I was still practicing every day. And so that was, that goes back to that month of discipline. Give, um, practicing discipline and practicing everything that I need to be done. So I was able to utilize this month and really appreciate life for what it is. Um this whole healing journey has been different for me. It's been a different side of me. I've been dissecting who I am. I've been focusing on what it is that I want. I've been healing me. I've been working on my ego. I read a uh, Facebook post today and it was pretty much like it was saying that, you know, healing is serious. It gets lonely. You have to sit with yourself. You have to feel. You have to 
isolate yourself from sex, drugs, anything that pleases you. You have to get rid of anything that hurts you. You have to get rid of anything that um, is stopping you from being your greatest self. And so this person, um, I think this person is an amazing person. And sometimes some of the stuff that she says is very controversial. Some stuff I don't always agree with, which is fine. Like, I don't have to agree with everything that doesn't make you a bad or good person. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. <coughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> but one of the things that she always constantly talks about is therapy and I'm getting the feeling that she's team no therapy, whereas I'm team therapy. I'm in therapy two to three times a week, but I'm very vocal and I'm very honest with my therapist. Like, this is what I need to grow. And so her point of view was pretty much like most like most people go to therapy, but they don't want to really work on themselves. Or most people just sit on a couch and just talk without really doing the inner work, which Again, that's her opinion. That's her thought process of it. And yes, that is only a layer of the healing. For me, therapy has helped me to dig deeper. Therapy has been a sounding voice for me to explore. Like there are times where, um, yeah, my therapist hasn't done anything. It's just, it's been me. And most people be like, well, well why, would, why would you pay somebody to do that? Because therapy is a resource. And this is my opinion. So if therapy doesn't work for you, no shade, no tea. Like, that's fine. I understand that everything doesn't work for everybody. So this brings me to my next point. Being okay with Lisa and what works for Lisa and what doesn't. So I have struggled throughout my life where I have seen women do this, explore that, have success in this way, have success in that way. And when it doesn't work for me, when it doesn't work for me, I beat myself up. And so being okay with speaking in my truth. Um, one of the things that I really pride myself on is I'm not one of these quote unquote social workers, um, practitioners, coaches, if that's what you want to call me, that I'll say, oh, five ways to get over grief. I'm not that because realistically, I know that that does not work for everybody. And I know that everybody will not have the same outcome. And so I don't like when people do that. Like, I don't like programs like that. I don't like programs that are like, you have to do steps A through A through Z to get 100%. I don't like that. It's never worked for me. Even in my programs, I don't do it. How I practice with my clients is I meet my clients where they're at. So my clients actually tell me what they're working on. My clients tell me where they're at. And from there, I provide them with resources. And from there, I help them be who they are. I had a session this past week with a client. I'm helping her write her book. We missed about two weeks of sessions from her, from her part and from my part. Like, that's one thing about me. Like, sometimes I have to reschedule because of just life y'all like life happens okay so in that session she was very hurt 
And instead of working on the book, I allowed her to be who she was. Now, for me, I record everything. I record everything for documentation, but also, too, because a lot of times when we have those moments, we wish we would have recorded because, I mean, that's great content, okay? So we're sitting here and we're talking. Our session is usually only about, like, 50 minutes. This time, it was probably closer to 90 minutes. And at the end, she was like, I'm just so glad you recorded that because that's pretty much my second book like the whole conversation we had today is my second book and I'm so glad that you're the practitioner that allows her clients to feel what they feel like you're not fixated on we have to get this done by this because again my clients are the experts of their life if you're in social worker if you're in social work if you're in the social work industry you know that like they teach us from our very first social work class you your client is the expert of their life you are not the expert of their life they are the expert of your life that has always been engraved in me you cannot tell me how to live you cannot tell me what works for me what doesn't work for me when my mom died and I oftentimes talk about my mom's death because I think I was way more mature versus all the other deaths that I have experienced. But I was way more mature with my mom's death to realize I have to do this by myself. I have to figure this out. Because when my dad died, nobody wanted me to be alone. Oh, you need to be around family. You need to do this. But they never gave me a chance to grieve. So now at the age of 30, I'm finally grieving my father's death. My father died when I was 15. In college, I had a friend who was killed at the age of 20. At the age of 30, almost 10 years later, I am figuring that out. I'm figuring out what exactly that is. What does it mean? How did I feel? Like So I'm having to go back in time and heal little Lisa because of all the grief that was um, not resolved. I guess would be the word. It was unresolved grief. Okay. So I've had to be okay. And that's what this healing journey has taught me. I've had to invest in myself. I've had to make myself a priority. I've had to put myself in a position to where I have had um, to just focus on Lisa. I couldn't care what anybody else thought. I've had to set my boundaries and stick to them. I could no longer suppress my feelings for everybody else's. This was a conversation I had with somebody who I cut off, but we're back cool now. Um, I reached out to them and we kind of just fell back in line, but we've had the conversations. I can no longer minimize my emotions for you, which is the reason why I left. And a part of me didn't feel like it was fair to leave without explanation. And so, honestly, I reached back out. I didn't have any expectations, but we're back cool now, which, again, some people are like, you did all that talk and y'all back cool. Yeah, because we had the conversation. You know, there there was a point where I wasn't mature enough to even sit here and realize, like, what my part was. But now I take pride in my part and I put myself in my in the position of the other person okay so with that being said i have came to learn who i am and one of the things i learned in therapy is that i how do i put this okay my current self is healed but younger Lisa is not. And so there is a constant battle, which if you look in psychology, 
there, um, if you look at psychology, you have your ego and your super ego. We'll get into that. I'm, I don't want to get into that today because I want to focus on the recap and the growth. But there is an ego versus super ego. I call it little Lisa versus present Lisa, okay? And so one of the things I've been working on is my ego, y'all. And if you go back a couple episodes where I talked about that Lauren London interview, well, a couple interviews, and she talks about her ego. And she even talks about, like, relationships being ego-driven. Oh, it's so deep. I've been working on that. I have lost my full desire for love. I have lost my full desire to have a husband, to have kids. Because for so long, I've done everything that society and the world has told me to do that I no longer desire it because I want to make Lisa happy. I want to heal Lisa. If I ever do get the chance to have kids, I want them to have the opportunity to be healed. I don't want a trauma bond. And so what this healing journey has done for me has forced me to know myself. It has forced me to sit with myself. It has forced me to be in a position to where I have no choice but to know myself, okay? It has forced me to love me. It has forced me to seal myself. Yeah, I rarely watch TV anymore. I haven't even been on social media for real. Anything that you see on my social media, I've literally pre-scheduled it out. And then, yeah, I just hired a marketing team. Go me, okay? I just hired a marketing team, and they're really going to take over my social media. And because I just don't have the desire to do it no more, I cannot sit up here and try to impress people day in and day out. And I know this is my livelihood, but I want y'all to come to Healing She Got Faith because of the authenticity, because of the safe place, because of the healing. I'm not trying to prove to you that I'm the best social worker in the world. Like, I know what I'm good at, y'all. I'm very cocky when it comes to the social work stuff. Like I'm good at what I do. I'm good at loving people. I'm good at I'm good at um, showing people empathy. So I'm not trying to sit here and prove to you or anybody else. For so long, that's what I've been doing. It's been a constant battle of what other people have done, what Lisa has done. So I brought up that status I read this morning because I read it and I enjoyed it. But a part of me kind of got intimidated. Like, oh, Lisa, like you're in therapy, like, she's talking about you, and me having to calm myself down and be like, Lisa, this is what we did the healing journey for, you have to be okay with who you are, and what works for you, and what doesn't work for you, yeah, I had to give myself a pep talk, okay, and so, just being reminded that you are entering into month six of your healing journey, which is amazing. I can't say that I've ever been this committed to anything and I've been dedicated. And even to the point where like, it's not exactly how I want it to be. It's not like the best thing. Um, There's still some flaws or so some things I wish I was better at, but I made it and I'm making it. Yeah. So month of gratitude has been amazing to say the least. So let's go through each month, okay? So month one was just healing. I had to relearn what healing was. A lot changed within days, okay? Within days. Month one of like, okay, April 1st, I'm doing this healing journey. Honey, I was cutting people off. I was breaking contracts. I'm talking about within days. And that was me just learning healing, okay? I don't even know that I was prepared or even ready for that type of change 
But here we go. Month two, discipline. This was probably one of the hardest months. Discipline was hard. And I had to adjust because things did not work out. So with discipline, I decided to go with food and exercise, okay? And I was in this program with exercise. Well, in the middle of month two, I ended up leaving the workout program. And let me just be clear. I was utilizing a workout program through a platform that I was on. And so I was having issues with the platform, which ultimately led me to dismissing the workout because it was one, it was, they were, it was through the same person, same people. And so I couldn't separate one without the other. And so I had to make the executive decision, like, well, if I'm leaving one, I got to leave the other. Also, too, I wasn't really liking the energy. I felt like I was being lied to. I felt like it was a lot of, well, Lisa's paying for a lot of stuff, but Lisa's also not receiving what she's paid for. And so, again, discipline. You have to learn to stick to what you set out okay so with the discipline it was like well i'm already practicing discipline part of the discipline is not sugarcoating what i'm feeling and being honest and walking away and meaning it being disciplined in the sense of like okay yes the workout was working for me but i can't i can't even trust you because the other side of it isn't working so i couldn't separate the two so i had to go ahead and leave which led me into well now i have to work out by myself which i started using the peloton app and so i was pretty consistent which was which was good it was good but however i could not get the food down so i was working out but i wasn't really eating Anybody who knows anything knows that you can work out, but if you're not eating, it defeats the purpose. Okay, that leads us into month three, which was intentional. So for me, being intentional was the hardest because my emotions were everywhere. The month of the month of being intentional, which is month three, I cried a lot. I felt every emotion, every feeling everything i had to learn my emotions and be okay with what i was feeling i tried to blame it on my period i tried to blame it on not eating but the truth was because i had learned healing because i had practiced discipline and then being intentional so i was able to be intentional because i had practiced discipline okay so in the month of intention intentionality i still had to practice discipline because it's very hard to be intentional without discipline. And that was my life lesson. Like, you cannot be intentional um, without the discipline because the discipline allows you to stay intentional, okay? And so with that, I had to discipline myself to like, yeah, you have to cry. Cry. Let it out. Yes, you have to drink water. Drink the water. You have to eat. You've had two pieces of candy today. Put it down and pick up an apple, okay? Um, learning, just learning that stuff, learning my relationship with food, learning my relationship with my body, practicing being grateful for my body. Oh my God, it, I had to be very intentional with myself. Leads me to month four. Since month two and month three were very hard months, I wanted to give myself the grace of, okay, we're, we're four months into this, let's practice peace. And for the first time in my life, I had authentic peace. 
and I knew what genuine peace was. That's when I went to Cabo. So I was in July. I went to Cabo. I was my authentic self. I was literally at peace. It was kind of scary because a lot of times when people are at peace like that, a lot of times they say like people are going to pass, people are going to die, or people are going to commit suicide. I, I, it was scary to be at peace because that, like that was a thought process, and that just tells you the type of environment I grew up in. So having that was very special because I felt calm. My body was shaping up. I wasn't jittery. It was it was beautiful. It was nice to feel at peace. Then now we're here at month five. So because I had peace, so I kind of was relaxed. Um, month five, month five by far has been the easiest month. I practiced gratitude. I felt like I had a routine. I felt like things were coming together. Um, I just saw a difference in me. I saw a difference in my energy level. I saw a difference in my confidence level. I saw a difference in my business. I saw things start coming, coming and going. Um, it was just easy. It, this was probably the easiest month. But I have to say, it probably wouldn't have been this easy if month two and three were as hard as they were. Weren't as hard as they were. Month one, I'm not going to say it was hard, but... It was definitely, it was different. I'll say that. Month two and three was definitely hard. I would say month three was harder than month two. Month four, I was able to breathe. And then this month, it, it everything just flowed naturally. So we're entering to month six, which is celebration and reflection. So I will have an update on that. Um, and I'm hoping that it's productive. I'm hoping that I'm able to celebrate. I'm hoping that it leads me into um, a routine to where I can actually like continue this healing journey. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do after month six. Um, during month six, I'm going to work on that because I don't want it to stop because healing is not linear. Healing does not healing does not look the same for everybody else so much like grief grief is not linear and we all grieve beef differently healing is the exact same way so that's really all i have for you all today i kind of figured today would be a little shorter because month five was just super easy and then also too um i don't want this buzzer to go off while i'm in this library recording Let's see if you see this on youtube i got a little buzzer that lets me know i gotta go um, but also too, y'all, it just, it was really easy. Um, the last couple episodes have kind of been really heavy. So I just want to take a break. I wanted to come. I wanted to just have a conversation with you all, kind of let y'all know what was going on. Next month, we'll hop right back into the power of grief. And I'm gonna let y'all know we are talking about death next episode. Okay. So we'll be ready. Okay. But my overall message for today was I have been becoming okay with who I am and learning that what works for everybody else doesn't necessarily work for me and developing my personality and being okay with who I am. I have been falling in love with myself. I've been working on my ego. It has been a challenge, but nevertheless, I am becoming okay. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm limiting the comparison game. Okay, because I think that's a lot of what I've been doing, comparing myself to the next person because what they do looks so cool, looks so magnifying. And I'm like, well, I don't look like that. 
And the answer is because it was never meant for me to look like that. Okay. So on that note, I want you to know that I love you, but I want you to love you the way you love the world. I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys.